Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot, And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to talk about 10 simple ways to boost productivity and performance without adding to the budget. Now, how would you like to get that kind of return on your investment? Well, so Kingsley, what investment? Well, the investment where you don't have to add to the budget and yet get the kind of results that you want, right? Higher productivity, increased performance, and enhanced your profit as well. Does that sound like a deal? Does that sound like something that you would sign up for if you knew that that would be what you could have? You would raise your hand and say, sign me up. Would that be, would you be the first person in the line? I I think so. The only reason why you would not is if those things are not important to you. Now, here's the thing. I would really hope that as a person that listens to this show, that you would not be thinking that it's not important. Because I would simply say, stop listening to this show. <laughs> Find another show to listen to. And, and I say that very kindly because I don't want you to waste your time or my content I'm producing here if this is not something that really resonates with you, if it doesn't give you reasons to want to come back and listen because you've gotten something from it, then it's not for you, right? But I know that's not the case, and that's why you're here, and so I I appreciate that. And I want to say thank you for taking the time to be with me on the show today. And if this is is your first time, let me just say thank you for being here, and I hope this will not be your last. I hope that you will get enough value that you'll want to return, but not just that, but also share this show with someone else. That would be the 
most important way or the way that I could know that you truly appreciate and get value from the show. If this is not your first time, let me just say thank you so much for returning. And you have made the show into what it is. And there's the best is still yet to come. So thank you for that. By the way, this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication. Kingspire Communication is the hub. It is the, this, the place where leaders can come and be helped in creating an environment where people strive to thrive. It is the place where leaders can actually learn how to take their leadership to, their leadership to the next level, where they can learn how to motivate and engage and inspire their people to do their best work and at the same time become better skilled at managing their relationships, their emotions, at job performance, be better skilled at that, and better decision-making. How about those things? That's what Kingspire Communication is all about. And you can go to kingslegrant.com, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T, kingslegrant.com, and find out more. With that said, we need to dive into these 10 simple ways to boost productivity and performance without adding to the budget. So let's go, and these are in no particular order, but we'll dive in and begin with number one. The first one that I have listed here is respect them. Respect them. So Kingsley, (laughs) what do you mean? How is that going to boost productivity and performance? Well, think about it this way. When you feel respected, right, isn't that something that caused you to gravitate towards the place you feel respected? Isn't that true, or isn't it true that where you feel and find respect, you find a way to say, you know, this person honors me. This person recognizes me. This person is about making certain that I'm treated as a human being. Now, imagine that person feeling that way. Don't you think they're going to want to give back in their appreciation for that? Their best self to work where it increases productivity and performance. So it's it's hard to really sometimes explain these things because it seems so simple. It seems so, yes, I, I call them simple ways, right? It just seems so, well, who, who does that? Who thinks about those things? We just think about making the best use of our time. So we will say, oh, time management is it. We may say incentivize people with money and dangle the carrot before their faces, so to speak, and that will lead to productivity. And it may, but how long-lasting will that be? You can motivate a person externally, but it doesn't last 
long because motivation must start from within if it's going to be sustained. So the respect them is number one. Number two, encourage them. Oh, this is so important for people to experience in the relationship they have with you as a leader. We all want to be encouraged. We want to know that we have been given an opportunity to show courage. If you think of the word, encourage, right? The E-N really speaks about in. It's into something. It is allows you to, to, to go deep into something. And the other word is courage. So simply encouraging someone is really in helping them to be more courageous the next time to do something that you hope they would do for the sake of the company, the organization. So when you encourage someone through your words, through uh, an act, a deed, that is very, very important for that person to want to be courageous to do things that would benefit the company. So their performance is going to be enhanced because you have taken the time to encourage them, especially imagine they're feeling kind of down or doubting themselves, questioning their ability. Maybe the day that they're like, you know, I just don't believe in myself as I used to. Maybe something have knocked them off their pedestal, so to speak. Imagine you coming alongside and encouraging them. You know, we, we see this many times in sports, right? When a person didn't have a good play, didn't have a good round, say in boxing, just did not do as well as you know they could. And you see the, the coaches or people alongside them coming to encourage them. You know, I remember seeing this uh, video of this basketball player. Apparently he had messed up and they didn't show what happened. All they saw, you saw was him walking away back down the court. But you saw him with his head hung down, looking towards the ground. And the next part of this video was one of his, one of his teammates came over and physically put his hand under the guy's chin and lift his head up. And he's simply saying, man, look up. This is not the end of the world. This may not have been your best play, but the game is not over. So he encouraged the guy to put that as quickly as possible behind him and move forward. What do you think that happens to that young man who thinks that, hey, somebody believes in me. Somebody believes I can do it again. I just made a mistake, whatever the case might be. That is encouragement. It's really in, encouraging, in courage. So you want them to get back in the state of courage, and that's what encouragement does. Number three, consult with them. How often do we see people in the workplace is the last to find out about a new change or something that has been been introduced to the workplace? And when they find out, it's when they are told what to do with that thing. Now, I'm not saying that everything, right? Because there's sometimes some companies make decisions in corporate and from the level down. But I even believe that that's really not the best way to go about doing it. You need to have the input of those who are on the front line. They have the pulse of the organization of the company. They know what's going on. They are right up front with 
or the action is. Imagine a military commander who is someplace in a bunker and want to make decisions for people who are on the front line, who's seen what's happening, who's engaging the the enemy, who is seeing the moves and all those different things. Where do you think the best information can come as to what the decision should be about engagement? Obviously, the people on the front line, they're there in the midst of what's happening right in the center. And that's why I believe it's so important for leaders to consult with their team members, their followers, to find out what's going on, to get the pulse of the company, the organization. Because these people have their ears closer to the ground than leaders who are maybe removed from the action. Especially if the leadership is not one that is engaging or rolling their sleeves up, so to speak, and being there in the trenches, right? So consulting with them, you have a better chance. But not just to hear what's on the front line, but to hear it through different lenses or different filters. Because everyone might be seeing something a certain way, but they're experiencing it differently. And the way they're going to relay what they're seeing is where the idea of diversity, right? Diversity of information, diversity of personalities, how they receive information. So by consulting with them, you have a better chance to make better decisions rather than just a one-dimensional approach. Number four, include them. This kind of go hand in hand with consult with them, but they want to be included in celebration. The companies, you know, profit sharing. They want to be included in in the mix. They want to know that their work is paying off and they're not just somehow used toward an, used towards an end. They want to be included. And it's so important, especially as a leader. And I, I teach this. I constantly mention this, especially when I'm doing my workshops on leadership. And I talk about the idea of, say, the company is doing well, say the, the profits went up, whatever the case might be, that um, I, I, I suggest that you take a time to include them in, your, in the recognition moment. You know, I, I watched many times a sporting event, going back to that example, and at the end of a play, say, for example, at a, a national level, right? And if it's American football, it is the national football level where the playoff, the Super Bowl, right? And the team that wins the Super Bowl and the coach is being handed the trophy of the owner first. The coach is handed the trophy after the owner. And immediately, coaches that are very self-aware include their people. He or she does not, in most cases, he in the National Football League, that he will... Almost always, I mean, I've not yet seen a coach that hold on to the trophy. They, they pass it around. They include the players. They want them to be in the spotlight. They want them to shine. How can you include your people in praise moments, recognition moment, um, in decision-making moments, right? Because it's important for them to feel a part of something, they have a better buy-in at that time. Number five, appreciate them. Appreciate them. This is a huge piece, I believe, that sometimes is overlooked. 
And appreciation sometimes is overlooked simply because of a lack of understanding what appreciation is all about. Sometimes people think, well, you know, I just say, I appreciate you. That is enough. Well, can you show your appreciation? So in addition, it's not an either or. In addition to telling and saying, can you show that? How would you show a person that you truly are appreciative of them doing something? Maybe it's a time spent with them. Maybe it's to listen to them. Maybe it's a an item, you know, a gift, or as I mentioned before, a moment where they're recognized. But there are different ways that we use to appreciate people. Don't get stuck on one way. Mix it up. Don't always just say, you know, thank you, I appreciate what you did, and a handwritten note. That's wonderful. That is not, I'm not saying stop doing that. I'm just simply saying, become interesting. Come on, mix it up. Become creative. Kind of throw people off guard of the predictable. Let them, allow them to like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Right? So you appreciate them. Number six. Again, this is another way of appreciation. You reward them. Reward them. This is a different kind of appreciation in a sense. It's of the same variance. But what happened is reward is something very specific, right? You want to reward them and many times make it kind of appropriate. So, you know, I I did, uh, for example, someone may work an all-nighter or the team may work hard to pull off an uh, an event or whatever the case might be. A reward may be because it's attached to that. Maybe come in late the next morning or take a day off if that's possible, or leave early, or take a longer lunch. You know, or it could be to uh, you know a, a gift card to to some place, a coffee place or whatever. That's a a specific reward, right? It could be a certificate. Sometimes it's amazing how simple things can be. A certificate as a reward. Maybe it's a special parking space or parking parking spot that day, that week. Maybe it is, you know, we could go on and on. There are a number of ways, but that is another simple way to boost productivity and performance not to mention morale, not to mention enthusiasm. You know, we could go on, right? But all of these things as pertains to the bottom line is where I'm tying these things. Number um, seven, reference them, reference them. I cannot tell you how important this is for people to know that you're speaking about them even outside of their presence in a good way. And I emphasize quickly in a good way. It's important also that when you are in a public setting that you may mention someone's name. You're referencing them, citing their input in something. Oh, you could say, you know, I I just want to mention that Kingsley was suggesting, and this in case my name, you know, just in case of a, it could be any John, Jane, whatever, whoever's name you want to use. But you're referencing the fact that they have a, a stake in something. You know, when I was in school and also as an adjunct professor, I look for when, when students turn in their paper, I want to know 
where they got their information. I want them to reference that, meaning give credit where credit is due. So imagine you are putting a proposal together or you're making a presentation to the upper echelons, right, of the business. What would happen if at that place, that stage, you reference someone who had an input or an incredible quote or an incredible statement that you use and you make mention of that? What if on that slide you're presenting, you reference a person's name and give them credit for that? What if you use a picture that they took at an event for the organization and you reference them? You see how what I'm talking about? There could be a number of ways. People feel good when they are referenced. Their name, their names are being used in a good setting. They want that. They reference that. They, they really like that. So again, let me quickly mention before I get to number um, eight, Number four, we mentioned is respect them, encourage them, consult with them, include them, appreciate them, reward them, reference them. Number eight, smile at them. <laughs> this is a very inexpensive one, right? You know, I I, I did a, a podcast episode way back. You can go back in the archives and see where I talk about how a smile, when a leader smile, how he or she can gain, not just health-wise does it help that person, but it gained rapport or builds rapport very quickly in a setting where you have your team, your followers. Because it simply says you're pleased with them. You know, a smile is disarming. A smile, you know, one of the things that people have said to me many times, Kingsley, you know, you're always smiling. And are there times when I don't have things to smile about? Yes. But why should I not still smile? Because it's not going to change things by me looking a certain way. Smile, it kind of bring brightness to the situation. It's kind of, you know, it also adds an element of bringing people towards, I mentioned before, the magnetism, magnetism of smiling, right? I hope I said that word right and I won't try it again, but you know what I'm talking about. Smile at them. Number nine, warmly greet people. In the mornings, maybe in the afternoons, whenever time, what I truly, truly have a hard time with and I just kind of, uh, it just kind of eat away at me is when a person who is a leader or someone of stature come into the presence of other people and they expect, they have an expectancy. Here's who I am. You got to treat me and do, please give me a break. I just kind of detest that kind of stuff. Now, I understand there's some setting where because of the person's position, the president, uh, a king, a uh, high official, I understand that we respond in a very appropriate way when they walk into a place, right? Their presence. But it doesn't mean that they should not be warm. You know, one, I I don't know about you, but I detest a person shaking my hand with, 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 with what I call that wet spaghetti handshake. You know what I'm talking about? That handshake where it's almost as if they don't want to shake your hands. And they, it's it's cold. It's almost like wet. And like, ah, ooh, you know, 
gross me out, so to speak. I want to get my hand out of that person's hands quick. I can't get get it out fast enough. And sometimes, depends on who it is, I will grab their hands and say, come on, man, give me a firm handshake. Depends on who it is and what setting I find myself in. But it creates a warmth, a sense of like, I want you to be here in my space. I, I welcome you in my space. It's important for you to know that you being here is special to me. I cherish it's, it's important that you have entered my space. People need to know that they're warmly, they, they feel the warmth coming from you. And it's very obvious if you're not. So learn how to greet people warmly, but also be appropriately. We know we're living in this Me Too movement and sexual harassment and everything. You can't even look or touch a person on their shoulder or their bare skin. Oh, sexual harassment. They may not say it then, but later on, oh, he made me feel so uncomfortable. She made me feel so uncomfortable. And I'm not making fun or light of it. I'm only making a point that that can happen. That does happen. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that we're living in this time. But I understand why. Because some people are just really, their their motive, their agenda is just really wrong and just terrible. So I can get, I understand that. But it should not somehow take away from you still being a warm person, right? And for me, uh, it could be a hug, a, hand, a firm handshake. It could be a, you know, a, a high five. It could be a, you know, a bump in the fist type of thing. Just something that like, tells a person that you you appreciate them, you welcome them in your space. That's what it is all about. And number 10, ask and value their opinion. Now, I mentioned earlier about consulting with them, right? That is what it is you're, you're doing. But I want you to add this piece, not just consult or asking them of their opinion, but to make certain that you're asking them genuinely, you're valuing their opinion, and you will take it to heart. Don't just walk away and make them feel like, oh, okay, I'll give you my time and listen to you, didn't I? So when they bring it up later on, I say, didn't I listen to you? Didn't I listen to you yesterday? That's not the point. Have you valued their opinion? How did you show that you value their opinion? And these things I've mentioned earlier are ways to show that you value the person's opinion. It's important. What they have to say is important. It's important because they said it. So how do you value? So you ask for it. And also here is a very, very key important part. Ask and value their opinion when it comes to a feedback. Be open to that. So if you're asking them about maybe something around your leadership and you're asking them, value their opinion. Don't take them to task and somehow use that against them because they were very brutally honest and respectfully being honest with you. Value that. Let them know the things we mentioned earlier. Appreciate them through the words you say to them, right? Encourage them to do more of that because you want them to help you become a better leader. So asking and valuing their opinion is essential. It's a game changer, especially if it's a you've created a safe culture where people can share their opinions freely and not be judged by them as long as it's done, of course, in a respectful manner 
and in a manner where it's not tearing other people down. Because some people will say, that's my opinion, take it or leave it. No, that's not the attitude you want to have. That's not the attitude you want them to have. Yes, everything is our opinion when we share an idea. Doesn't mean we have the corner on the truth in these areas, but it's an opinion we have. And we just see it as an opinion and treat it that way, but value that. Let the person know you valued their feedback and you want more of that. Now, these 10 simple ways that I've mentioned will help boost productivity. Try them and see. And let me hear what it is with the results of this. So here, here they are again. Respect them. Encourage them. Consult with them. Include them. Appreciate them. Reward them. Reference them. Smile at them. Warmly greet them. Ask and value their opinion. As you can see, some may have some overlap, but they really are specific things that can stand alone, as you heard me talk about today in this show. Well, my friend, we've come to the end of our show, and I want to say thank you again for being here and taking the time to listen. Don't forget to share this with someone else and also to make let me know that you are valuing this content. Engage with me, mention the podcast on my social media. Or leave me a rating and a review on an Apple Podcast. I would truly appreciate that. So thank you so much again for being here. And my friend, remember this. You are one skill away. One skill away from your best hope. And hopefully today you were brought closer because of this show. Now, as we do, we've got to put this show back into the vault. And then we'll say our goodbye. So here we go. Let's put this show back into the vault. Here it is. There we go. Now it's safely tucked away and I can now safely exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute and make my way back into the hustle and bustle. Ow, ouch, ooh, <laughs> yuck, right? <laughs> no, my way back into the hustle and bustle of, of our lives. My friend, thank you again for being here. With that said, peace out, God bless, and I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.